Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though, and happy Thanksgiving. If you live in the States, you are likely celebrating Thanksgiving today. I will admit, we ain't having turkey up at my place. What about you? What about you, Pri? You having turkey? Turkey, 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 and juicy turkey. Oh, okay. Well, listeners, I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest host, Priscelis Dominguez, a good friend of the Why Though community, and we are so excited. Pri, tell about yourself. Yes. Hey, y'all. I am so, so glad to be here. Um, yeah, I'm Priscelis from New York City, uh, where my New Yorkers at, Wash Heights all day, every day. <laughs> I hey. feel like people always rep like Brooklyn, Harlem, Bronx. I'm like, you know, there's a little part of Manhattan called Washington <laughs> Heights. It's a great place to be. Um, and yeah, I'm a native New Yorker, uh, Dominican descent. Uh, so I live in little DR here in upper Manhattan. And uh, I'm an entrepreneur, a whole lot of different things. Um, I'm a social worker by day. I work um, at Restore NYC. If you don't know what Restore NYC is, it's an organization that fights human trafficking um, in, in New York, but now we just expanded our mission to be across the nation, which is exciting. And uh, I'm a counselor advocate there. And so I really, although it's a very hard job, <laughs> I enjoy my work there. Uh, and then I'm also an entrepreneur. I also have a podcast, um, an online community. Uh, my podcast is called Yes and Amen. Not you guys, yes hold on. Amen. Just stop, Pre, because you know how much I love this. <laughs> We've talked about it already. But you know that's quite literally one of the best podcasts. I mean, nobody. And we all have to bow down to you. We all have to bow down to you. When I heard, because I'm pretty pleased as punch when I thought of why, though. But when I heard that, I was like, oh, snap. She done did it. That was so good. It's so good. So good. I love it. Yes. I mean, I constantly say yes. And I'm, I say amen all the time people like laugh at me of how often I say amen so I was like you know the song it's in scripture so let's do it um, yeah and so yeah there's I have a podcast where I have conversations and meditations and um, you know I'm also a yoga instructor specifically faith-based so a lot of different things that I get to do in my life that I get to call purpose um, mm. and right now growing in a different purpose growing a human being in my belly yeah and, yeah <laughs> Married to uh, my best friend that we met at church camp from in um, when we were teenagers, and we both live in Washington Heights here together. So yeah, excited to be here today. Talk about an important top topic. Talk about my favorite holidays, um, and also the reality of what how this looks differently this year. Mm-hmm. I just first want to say before we dive into this conversation. You are such a woman of passion. You drip passion and vision like no one I know. And I am. I, I know I've already said this, but. I'm just so, so excited why the listeners for you to hear from Pri. There is just, there's no one like her. Somebody who rolls up her sleeves and serves the the marginalized and also just has this holistic vision of the gospel applied to our lives, especially inviting women to walk in the fullness. And so I just, I'm so excited. You are, you are such a genius woman and it is just an honor to just hear anything that comes out of your mouth because i'm a listener and i'm a learner so enjoy our guest co-host i believe this is week three of guest co-host so you're you're getting us through the halfway mark here 
Yay. filling in for Abercrombie as she has her baby. So exciting, exciting days. Now, um, as pre-mentioned, we want to talk about how to manage these holidays, especially in pandemic mode. These aren't normal holidays that we're approaching, right? This isn't a normal day, a normal Thanksgiving. You know, I, for me, I live in Washington State. We're in lockdown and till mid-December. And so we were strongly encouraged to stay home, do not go to extended family for Thanksgiving. And so we're uh, no no judgment or pressure however you're spending Thanksgiving, but we're, we're just hunkering down, me and the fam bam. And girl, you know we ain't having no turkey up in here because <laughs> that's not for me. It's not for me. It's Steak. Not me. <laughs> Steak. Steak is where it's at. <laughs> wow. Steak on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Well, one day I'm either going to go to Washington State or you're going to come here and I'm going to make you some turkey. Because, girl, what? <laughs> like, yes, I love me some steak. Trust. I will still eat steak whenever. But I people really have this conception that turkey has to be dry or is dry. And that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. <laughs> turkey can be so juicy. And I love me some turkey. So shout outs to, you know, the vegans who are going to make tofurkey on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. But I Those love field some. roast. Yes. Yeah, it's field roast. <laughs> I, I can't I can't get on board with that field roast, but I want to commend all of you for taking care of your health. Yes. Well done, good and faithful servant, because that is a commitment that I don't know that I have it in me to make, but I just want to say my hat's off to you, vegans and or vegetarians. You know what's something funny, Pre? Sometimes I get in these modes where I'm like, I'm going to eat only raw for 10 days, and then like... By like By two like o'clock, two I've had like had two, two large Chick-fil-A waffle fries and a brownie. So it's just, it is what it is. Same, same, same. I've tried it. And you know, the Lord and I, we understand each other. It's just, every, we all have different ministries. That's not my ministry. <laughs> like, that's not that's, my ministry. It just isn't. Like, you know, and there's been times yeah. where I like, oh, maybe like a juice for lunch and, you know, you know, Popeye's for dinner. And, you know, life is a balance. Come on, so girl. That's what we have Balance. to continue to do. Um, so if you want to, you know, live your life and um, do 10 day. There are some people that I know that are actually fasting right now. I'm like, do y'all know Thanksgiving is like <laughs> now? <laughs> Did you plan around that? Get some Santa pants because I'm about to dig in. Again. I'm about to right. dig in. Yeah. yeah. I will say, though, I, I um, I'm really committed to trying to have a global Thanksgiving today. Like all the recipes we picked were like Indian influence or Mediterranean or I don't know. I'm just trying to get creative and make it feel fun. Trying to have fun. I love that. You know, so we do what awesome. we got to do. My, do my holidays do. have always yeah. been way too Dominican. So I have to try to do that one day. <laughs> my family just is very intensely Dominican on holidays. Like I didn't know people ate ham um, for like half my life on uh, really? holidays. Yeah, I was like, ham, what is, what is that? Why do you eat it? on a holiday like I just didn't know about all these things that people ate which I love some things like the mashed potato stuff um not mashed potato mashed sweet potato with like the marshmallows on top you down for that I learned that about as an adult I was like oh you guys eat some good stuff okay got it yeah yeah Yeah. I I still don't get how it's not a dessert but but I'll eat it Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have consumed I many, uh, many uh, sweet potato marshmallow potato combos, marshmallow. and I got to be honest, I don't love it, but I just keep eating it. I don't love it. <laughs> oh, You know what? I, I actually decided a couple years ago, I'm like, never again, never again am I going to eat a marshmallow, this man made from a lab situation on this beautiful from the earth vegetable. I ain't going to do it, Pre. 
not gonna do it that's hilarious because <laughs> it's such a like combination that in a way it doesn't shouldn't make sense um but somebody did it one day and we're still doing it you know what though i you know what, i no, can't I, i'm not Ashley knows this about me, but I, I struggle with processed food just because I'm like, where did this come from? What's in this? I get so nervous about what's in things. It's more of a fear situation than a like, I don't want to eat these things. It's more of like, I don't know what's in this. What's it going to do to me? That's kind of more where it's coming from. But anyway. That's real. There you go. All right. As we talk about the holidays and really staying sane during these times and having kind of a mental checklist of how to prepare for it and post holiday get togethers. And now I think we should also really talk about what it looks like to be alone on the holidays. Cause for many of us, that will be a reality. Um, whether it's ex- not being with extended family or parents or what have you, or even just friends down the street, um, due to lockdown. So when you think of the upcoming holidays, what are some things that you just kind of have in your, uh, in your, the bank of your heart that helps you endure that are really tried and true? Yeah, I think um, this is just so hard, you know, realizing just like today, like this is, it was, it's been a really hard year. Um, and maybe for some people it hasn't been the hardest year of life, but I feel like most of us it has been. Yeah. And um, also like the reality of what you just said, like, yeah, it's hard. And now some of us have to be by ourselves um, or just aren't going to celebrate holidays the way we expected. And so because it's not the way we expected, I think there's part, there's something in there that we can take control of, which is checking in on ourselves, checking on our mental health, checking in on how we feel, um, and not suppressing it. Not like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sad, but I'm just going to, like, try to be grateful. And I'm like, embrace that, you know, embrace the sadness mm-hmm. that comes. Um, maybe write about it. Maybe journal about it. Maybe meditate oh, on good. it. Maybe worship through it. Maybe talk to a friend about it. But to suppress the sadness, because the reality is that same sadness is going to come up tomorrow. Or it's going to come up in a few days. And so the more and longer you're suppressing it, it just isn't going to work for you and work for your mental health. Um, and so acknowledging it while also, yes, acknowledging the things that you are grateful for, that you do maybe if you have a roommate, you do get to still celebrate Thanksgiving mm. with someone or get to have access to Zoom um, and, and see family members in that way. Um, but to acknowledge also what you're like mourning. For me, yeah. it's my family. Like I live in New York and I actually live surrounded by my family, but I'm not going to see any of them just to you know be safe it's the number of people that are dying are just devastating to me and I just don't want to be an added kind of like factor to that and so I'm we're just choosing um you know to not go to family in on this holiday but I've never not celebrated my Thanksgiving with my family um and so I'm gonna acknowledge what I'm mourning I'm gonna acknowledge what I'm sad about I'm gonna acknowledge what what I'm feeling while also like grateful I'm about to make some really juicy turkey. Grateful that I get to be home with someone, with my husband um, in this time. You know, grateful for the different things that um, I will experience, but not um, not just fully uh, disregard what I'm not experiencing. Because yeah, that's just the reality of this year, of this season. And I think too, there are gonna be people that do visit family, right? And so for yeah. those people who do visit family, it's engage and uh, preparing for yourself for those conversations, for uh, difficult maybe moments um, of disagreement, even of this, mm-hmm. right? Like for those family members who decided to come and the family members decided not to come, like having a spirit of not judgmental, having yeah. a spirit of uh, grace for yourself and others. There's just so much we can prepare for through acknowledging what we think and what we feel and being firm in that versus like going into a space, um, allowing the space to take over what we're supposed to think and feel. 
Yeah. Uh, so that looks a lot of different ways, but I think yeah. that's what we can do. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I want to expand on that you mentioned is this idea of acknowledging your feelings. And I think, you know, Mr. Rogers, he said to us, what? Feelings are mentionable and manageable. Mm -hmm. I'm a three on the Enneagram. I'm like, everything's great. Everything's wonderful. (laughs) And then I'm like, this is not great. This is not wonderful. And I think that this idea that we can be acknowledging all that's been lost and lament as well as as hold gratitude we really can hold that together that tension together and if we don't we're missing out on one right you need both you really need both to to savor what is life and what is this year because it is hard and if you like you said if you try to ignore that it's going to come up next tuesday next wednesday weeks and months and years later and that's detrimental to our emotional spiritual and mental health and i also want to hit on this idea of relaxation and self-care in those moments versus numbing because when we think this is hard i don't want to deal with my stuff i'm going to go binge watch for me right now it's the queen's gambit right i'm loving it um versus saying i'm going to give myself a moment to breathe and not have any added pressure or triggers that i know that are going to put me in a sorry state I'm going to give myself room to process my emotions. That's two different approaches to the same issue. And I think that, um, you know, we have this idea of quote unquote self-care has become this huge, just like catch all. And really self-care is quite literally caring for our emotional and mental health. And I think in this season, especially, you know, this here we are end of November uh, leading us into the new year, we need to have practices that are our go-to because perhaps the things that we'll fall into and the, the behaviors that we can slip into in times of stress are so detrimental to our health that we can't afford that. We can't afford this year is already hard enough. We, I think it's a gift to ourselves. And I'm not saying these things cost money. I'm not saying these things are out of reach, right? I'm saying these are things that we can do. Like, again, like you said, naming those feelings, sitting, why do I feel this way? Like you said, journaling it, praying through it, worshiping through it. There are some good practices that we can bring these things from our subconscious to our conscious mind and really even get them out on paper where they can't really haunt us, pepper us, you know, and and I'm not saying things are going to all of a sudden be easy because we process our feelings either. I'm not saying that because things are probably going to still be really hard, but at least you can know what's going on in your body and your mind. You can be one with that. You can walk with that. You can know what you are bringing into a room, right? We don't always know what other people are bringing into the room, but we can be fully self-aware of where we're at, how we're feeling. I think when we're out of touch with those feelings, that's when it gets dangerous, right, Pri? I think we just get so, um, yeah, we, we can really get into a dangerous headspace. When we just ignore, when we just ignore the, real, the reality, yeah. right, of the yeah. loneliness, right. of the anxiety, I, of the yeah. depression. I think for some people, too, um, so I'm a, I am study social work and I'm a men, uh, mental health counselor at, at Restore. And I think, too, like realizing that not everyone has my <laughs> experience or education. And even me, in having this experience education, I'm still limited in times to know, like, what it looks like to heal and what it looks like to be aware and develop awareness. So, like... Honestly, y'all, sometimes we got to like use the resources that we have, go Mm -hmm. onto Pinterest and type in like grief journaling or processing Mm. prompt or something like that. Like go online even to look for something. If you don't know where to start, if you don't know what processing looks like, how do I become aware of something? How do I process my feelings? Like 
sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to try to figure even that out that we don't do those. That's why we don't do those things too. That's why we end up binging and all these things because God wants, he has given people that information to create resources for us to have access to. And a lot of these things are free. And so just also humbling ourselves to know that like, maybe I don't know how to process this, but there are things out there that can help me through that. Um, because that is also reality, uh, sometimes getting stuck in how to do something that you just don't do it. <laughs> and then you just, you know, you keep going with the binging or just suppressing yep. it. Um, and it just doesn't, doesn't work and it doesn't serve you or, 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 or serve God. Uh, so that's like a, a thing to like consider and think about too, or, you know, ask your, you know, social work or therapy friends, what <laughs> tools they use. Yeah. I want to plug one, um, sanctuary mental health. They have a free, I repeat free course on, just a faith-based approach to mental health. And I am a big fan of them. Hiller McBride, a co-host on the Liturgist podcast, introduced me to them. And I have just been pleased as punch. Um, so I, I will link that in the show notes. Again, just as Pri said, there are free resources out there to help us manage through this time in this season. And they have a great meditation at, um podcast there's just so many good things obviously pre's podcast which we're going to link to there's going to this is going to be a rich show note episode i can tell because there are good things out there and you don't have to do this alone y'all you don't have to do this alone this is a lonely time but we don't have to be alone that's a we can choose to step out and i think also for some of us who feel like you know, the holidays are already an anxiety-inducing time. You know, you're facing family of origin, all these triggers that only come around the holidays, body keeps the score, all these feelings that come up during the holidays are now even more uh, just complex and more messy than normal. And I just I just want to say I hear you I and I see you. I you. You are not I'm alone. Not this is crazy town. This is crazy town what we're going through. You know, um, the case count is over 250,000 who've passed in the U.S. alone from COVID-19. This is crazy town. This is so painful. There is just such collective and individual loss on so many levels. Um, and, and, and for many of us, end of the year, this is when we're evaluating, okay, how was this year? All these beautiful things that happened and we're coming and we might be feeling empty pocketed, right? So I think... Um, just being able to have, um, having a plan, right? Having a plan. So Pri, let's move into talking about what does it look like when you're with difficult people, right? The holidays, we don't always get to pick who we around, Pri. I know you know that. (laughs) So talk about what it looks like to have some boundaries, have a plan for being around um, people that aren't always so easy to be around. Yeah, yeah. I think... And, and hear me, hear me, y'all, because the thing is, too, I'm going to talk from mainly a perspective of um, probably not most people's experiences, because I think, especially in this country, a lot of people are going to go home to um, a lot of political talk, a lot of maybe um, even like Christian talk <laughs> of like mm-hmm. disagreement, you know, and things like that. And, and that's not necessarily my experience. Most people in my family voted for the same person, have pretty much the same views and things like that. So I'm, I'm grateful and blessed for that. But I have um, connected with friends and know of certain situations where people have struggled with those kinds of conversations. And I think one of the most important things, there's there's just so much, so much grace we have to have over ourselves that yeah. it's like we have grace over other people, God has grace over us, but it's like grace over ourselves. And acknowledging that like walking away from a, a conversation is not rude. 
um, unless you actually walk away while the person's talking, <laughs> but mm-hmm. walking away and just saying, hey, you know, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not willing or ready to talk about this right now. Or right. this is not something I'm interested in engaging with um, right now. Or this is maybe not the day, I think, for us to talk about this or uh, there's just so many other things that you can say kind of like to pause or end a conversation right. and do actually go somewhere. Don't just like go and hide in a room, but go hang out with the kids, go mm-hmm. hang out in the kitchen, make sure they're making a juicy turkey, go watch mm-hmm. something, go listen to music, go do something else. But, you know, don't just leave a space and, and then go be by yourself necessarily, but go and just try to be with another group of people. Um, if you are going to be with a big group of people for uh, Thanksgiving, because the truth is that we, we don't have to, uh, we can choose what conversations that we are in. Uh, And I know often in our culture nowadays, we say, Oh, if it doesn't serve you walk away. And I would say cool to that. But I think if it doesn't serve God, walk away, right? If it doesn't glorify his name. So if y'all about to enter an argument and there's about to be really intense discussion that might lead to the actual Thanksgiving dinner being super awkward and uncomfortable for everyone that does not give God glory. You get to walk away. So that's where we ask for wisdom. That's where we ask for discernment. That's where we ask for grace and compassion Um, and being reminded that that person has reached their to their um, understanding of what they're saying for a reason. Things in their lifetime have led them to believe what they believe, just as you do. And so being reminded of of image bear, of seeing that person as an image bear, no matter how much you disagree, no matter how much you want to punch them in the face, just walking (laughs) away with grace. and knowing that you and, and walking away still loving them. I think yeah. not necessarily walking away, you know, with like this intent, like I'm never going to talk to them. And again, kind of thing. But even end the conversation before you have that thought that you never want to talk to them again. Uh, and that and obviously this is easier to say than do. But really asking the Holy Spirit to guide you through it. There's nothing we can do without God anyways. So asking God to help. You do that because it's not an easy thing to do, especially if you're just going to be in the middle of those conversations that are just um, not life-giving, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say what yeah. they are, but they're not life-giving. Right. <laughs> uh, right. And so that's just the truth about that. Yeah. I want to sum up that because I just feel like, feel y'all, like y'all, she just dropped some dropped truth <laughs> and I want and to I just want make to sure you heard it. Heard it. Number one. It's not about does it serve me? Does this serve God? Does this serve the king? Does this conversation serve the king? Number two, physically remove your body. Physically remove your body from conversations that aren't fruitful. If this is just dumpsterfire.com, remove yourself. Remove your body. Graciously say, I I think I'm going to go take a seat. You don't have to be like... You are awful, you know, like, I think I'm going to go take a seat or I'm going to, you can graciously close that conversation down. Uh, Number three, graciously close that conversation down and check your spirit. Do I have grace for this person and for their journey and for their walk and for their unique struggles in the world? I recently found myself in a conversation, again, you know, family gathering, holiday, family gathering conversation where this person, he would not stop until I agreed with him. Pre. And I was like, that I was not about to happen. Trust me, it was not about to happen. And I'm like, I was, and I, I voiced, hey, can we talk about something else? Yes. Nope. He, he continued to offer anecdotal examples, painting whole people groups um, in a poor light. And I, as a woman of color, I was like, first of all, no. Second of all, how dare you? Third of all, we got to shut this down. And I got to be honest, it took me about four days to feel like myself again. It was that emotionally draining. 
But what could I have done differently? I could have said, hey, can we talk about something else? And then I could have physically removed myself and went and hung out with the kids for a hot minute. Or I could have, you know, gone to the bathroom and scrolled on Instagram for a minute. I could have removed myself because I did voice it, but then I didn't move my body. So I just think, I know y'all, this sounds, it may sound so practical and easy peasy, but from my DMs, I know that this isn't because I have received countless messages of fear over the holidays of being around people who think so differently than you and, and feeling like there's no grace, feeling like there's no room for nuance. There's no room for adult, sane conversation. And I hear you. Unfortunately, I find myself in those same um, gatherings. I really do. And I, I get so nervous because I'm like, why don't you think this way? You know, and they're thinking the same thing about me, Pre. They're thinking the same right. thing. So I just have to remember, there is so much grace. They are created in the image of God, just as I am. May I walk out of this still keeping my salvation, you know? <laughs> like, right. um, and Lord loving the Lord and loving people. So y'all, we feel you on these holidays. I'm so thankful that Pre was here to just give her wisdom and insight um, as a woman in the mental health field and as somebody who is passionate about holistic um, living and walking in the gospel truth. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. I'm so glad y'all, we got so much good stuff coming in the weeks. We know that this is crazy. These holidays be crazy. And why though is here for you. We are so, so honored that you would take this journey with us through the end of 2020. Thanks Pri for joining us. Thank you. Hey listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.